Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Lisa H., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, August the 16th, 2023, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we're reading from the big book, the big book, and we are on page 100 in the chapter Working with Others. We're going to be reading and commenting on the third paragraph that begins, if you have been successful in solving and ends, difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. Today's readers for the 12 steps, Esther F, 12 traditions, Joni C, readers of the text, Reva P, Chris G, and Vanessa G. Our second hour host is Anne-Marie M. Excuse me, our newcomer greeter is Anne-Marie M, and our second hour host is Ramona A. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, August the 15th, 2023, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,538. That's 20538. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, it's 20,539. That's 20539. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Esther F. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry it out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to, care, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Esther F. 
And I will now ask Joni C. to please read the 12 Traditions. Good morning. This is Joni C. uh, from Minnesota, a true overeater. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Joni C. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book, and we're on page 100. We're going to be reading and commenting on the third paragraph that begins, if you have been successful in solving and ends difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. And I'll now ask Reva P. to please begin reading. Good morning. Um, If you have been successful in solving your own domestic problems, tell the newcomer's family how that was accomplished 
in this way, you can set them on the right track without becoming critical of them. The story of how you and your wife settled your difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. Okay, so my name is Reva P and I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto. Um, the first thing that strikes me is the word tell. And I've heard it said that this is a really big show and tell. Um, and it's about the attraction um, for the newcomer rather than me promoting and convincing and selling the program. So that's just a great reminder that I'm not here to give advice. I'm not somebody's therapist. I'm not here to judge. And all I can really share is my experience. And I don't have a lot of experience uh, working with uh, newcomers' families, um, but I do share my experience in dealing with marital issues, children issues, um, with fellows and newcomers. And I would imagine um, if people work the program that spills over, like this is a family disease, the disease affects the family and the recovery affects the family. Um, the other thing um, that strikes me is um, if, if I have been successful and if I haven't, then I don't have that experience to share. And you know, certain things that um, other members will call me about and I don't have experience. So I can't share that experience. And I suggest that they talk to somebody who does. So I can't share what I don't have. Um, and the last thing that strikes me is, I'm not so sure, you know, if I have been successful, and if I have settled my difficulties, um, I have to be careful with that because I haven't. It's God um, who has worked through me, um, who promotes um, positive relationships and harmony in the home. And that means I have to keep doing the work to keep my channel clear. And then God does through me what I, I can't you know, because um, if I'm motivated by self, whether it's working with a newcomer and I get into ego and start trying to control, um, it doesn't work. And yeah, just a great reminder, I don't solve my own problems. Because um, if I could have done that, I would have done that and I wouldn't need to be here. Um, so with that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P, for getting us started. And although we value your experience, we do ask that you limit your shares to every in order that others might share their experience too. So if you've shared on any of the vision meetings on Monday or Tuesday, we ask you to hold back. And who Lisa, we lost you? No, Elena, nobody has uh, uh, put their name out to share. Oh, sorry. Jen A. That's that's okay. Thanks, Jen. Carolyn S.H. Carolyn. Leah S. Leah. Anybody else? Hi, Stephanie W. Okay, Stephanie, thank you. Jim S. Angelito. Jim. Okay, Jim. Okay, let me tell you who we have. We have Jen A., Carolyn S.H., Leah S., Stephanie W., and Jim S. So, Jen A., please get us started. 
Good morning. This is Jen A. Recovered in Colorado. Thanks so much for taking the meeting this morning, and um, thanks, Reva, for getting us kicked off. You know, I was just thinking um, as I was reading the paragraph yesterday and today and been listening on the line that here's these great promises that come. It tells me I'm working with a family. It tells me, you know, all I can do is do what? Share my experience, strength, and hope. That's it. Um, all the hurt that I've experienced or the hurt that I've done to others and the hurdles um, that I've, you know, jumped over or hoops that I've jumped through um, have led me back into my higher power for guidance and direction. That's the source. And I love how that was shared this morning. That's the most important thing is, you know, am I being guided um, by a divine spirit um, to share with others? Because when I share out of self and I share out of ego or I try and fix and manage, manipulate, and control others, that's me. Um, but what I know is that God, God is the very source of all of this. And um, I love the words that have been used, especially today, critical. I'm looking at the word critical and I'm thinking um, the word harmonious instead, you know, especially when it comes to the family. Um, I need to be harmonious. I don't need to be critical, judgmental, um, intolerant, hateful, angry, and rageful. And the reason I say all these words is because these are the words that have been coming up in my inventories that I've been doing recently. Um, you know, I've been running the steps one through seven um, with my sponsor and just seeing the way in which I've been um, intolerant, critical, um, of my family, but then it helps me um, when others are asking me my experience, strength, and hope. And all I can do is pull from that. But what I do know is that I never realized, I guess I just never realized that my experience would help other people. Are you kidding me? Um, I didn't think I had anything to offer anybody. But the more and more you talk to people, you say, yep, and you start nodding your head. And you're like, yep, I've experienced that too. We experienced the food. We experienced the hurt. We experienced the upsets, the resentments, the fears, and everything. And, um, you know, it tells me, and there's a whole chapter in Chapter 9 called The Family Afterwards that correlates with all of this that we've been reading the last couple of days, is that I'm supposed to be tolerant, understanding, loving. And what, is it, what does it do? I have to deflate myself first. So through the 12 steps and through living the 12 steps in this process and getting me back to my HP, getting me back to God, the divine source of power, um, you know, I'm able to what? Help others and, and you know, not counsel them and, and drag them through their mud, but just to share my experience, strength, and hope. And I think that's just the biggest thing that I've learned. Um, but I do have to pause and oops, there's my timer. So, um, yeah, to go with a harmonious spirit spirit and not be critical today that's my that's my aim thanks and i'll pass thank you jen a and carolyn sh you're up followed by leah s hi good morning thank you um thanks so much for your service this morning good morning vision family carolyn sh um 74 days abstinent um calling in from Massachusetts and I, I wanted to speak up because I get um I can get a little confused sometimes with the language here and I actually didn't understand the last sentence. Um the story of how you and your wife settled your difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. Um 
and after listening to people and um, the shares and, and looking up a few things, what I'm understanding is um, uh, the way that it's worded, your difficulties is worth, the story of how you and your wife settled your difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. So that means that the story is worth more because um, piles of criticism, no matter how much you put on, isn't going to be um, worth what the story would would do for the person that you're speaking to. Um, and I happen to have, I'm, I, I'm really grateful. I have this manuscript that actually has the original manuscript. Um, and in this paragraph, it originally said, this was before, um, I believe, the 100, like, this is what Bill just wrote before the 100 um, edited it with him. That last sentence reads, the story of how you and your wife settled your difficulties is worth any amount of preaching or criticism. Um, and that made me think of myself, because um, it is very easy for me. I'm not sponsoring any right now, but I have in the past, and I will in the future. And um, there's no amount of preaching um, that is going to be more helpful than talking from my own experience. and. I have witnessed that in all the many conversations I have had over the past several months about um, with with recovered fellows, it is, is astounding to me how it can be communicated to me in such a loving way, just from other people's stories, um, what works and what I'm doing that's not working or what I can be doing that works. And um, my time must be coming up. So with that, I pass. Carolyn S.H. from Massachusetts. Thank you. Thank you, Carolyn. And Leah S., you're up, followed by Stephanie W. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. This is Leah S., back in Brooklyn today, and so grateful to be on this paragraph. Oh, wow, my goodness. So my experience, you know, these promises, I, I, I call them miracles, little miracles that happen each and every day, every day when I do my step 11. And just little things, you know, like the first thing that I started to do was, hey, you got to sit down when you have your meal. You can't eat while you're you're driving. You can't eat while um, you're doing something. you got to sit down and have your meal. Enjoy it. And I, I was never told that way. And um, these little miracles that I became abstinent, these little miracles that I didn't... Um, answer back these little miracles when i got to step nine just one little thing today and that's what i'm going to help my help my um marriage with or just one little thing that's what i'm going to help my relationship with my kids or just another little thing that i'm going to do just for today I didn't do them all at once. No, that's not the miracle of it. The miracle is that I did it yesterday and I can do it again today. That's the miracle. When it's so hard that there's something that pushes me, I guess it's that higher power that says, you can do it, you can do it, and you can do it together with all your fellows. I didn't do it all alone. 
I, I had a lot of, um, you know, support how to do 10 steps and how to do the 11th step. And the 11th step helps me to this very day. And these are the miracles. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Leah S. And Stephanie W., you're up, followed by Jim S. Good morning. I'm Stephanie W. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, this, this share makes me think about how this is a disease of isolation and how it's a call to be vulnerable and of service to others and to not, um, it's a reminder to not, uh, for me to not um, undervalue my deeply personal experiences that have been, um, I guess, ex- well, that have happened because of emotional sobriety that's happened with this program. So originally, you know, I came in because I couldn't, I couldn't beat, um, I, I wanted a different, my body to be a different size. It was very much about my body. I didn't realize that it was a spiritual problem. I didn't realize that I didn't have a problem with food per se. It was just a symptom of the spiritual issues I had and how that had a ripple effect through my entire family and all of my interactions and how it it wreaked havoc on my emotions beyond just about my body. Um, And so the, the, the little call to mindfulness to not undervalue a story about how program sharing how program and the emotional sobriety helped me solve something with my family could absolutely reach a newcomer because it seems abstract to someone who's new. Um, Oh, there is a ripple effect here to this disease. Oh, there is a solution and it has been successful for other people. Um, So I I like the message today and, and it helps me remember how this disease and how this recovery I'm so grateful for has completely changed my entire life and it can change other people's lives and I have that responsibility or I don't get to keep my own. Okay, thanks. Have a great morning. Thank you, Stephanie W. And Jim S., you're up. Jim S. in Toledo. Uh, go ahead. Thanks. Okay. This this paragraph is pointing me in the right direction. Um, this is the main issue that I'm struggling with with my life. Um, and the first word that, that caught me was successful. I'm looking forward to being successful in solving my own domestic problems. And um, the other word that struck me was this story of how you and your wife settled your difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. I'm looking for that settled um, thing to take place. And the middle line, in this way, you set them on the right track without becoming critical of them. I'm not working with anybody to sponsor. I'm being sponsored myself right now. But I need to put away distractions and focus on what I'm aiming toward. 
And um, I've been getting help from one particular person, uh, just being very calm and assuring, and um, I'm on the right track, and I'm not struggling with what I'm going to eat, what I'm not going to eat. I'm leaving that up to my higher power. And um, this vision for you meeting is right on point as far as I'm concerned. And it's pointing me in the right direction. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Jim S. And we are on page 100. We have read and are commenting on the third paragraph that begins, if you have been successful in solving and ends difficulties worth any amount of criticism. Who else would like to share this morning? Julie E.B. Julie Jackie E.B. Lisa B.T. Jackie. Somebody B.T., I think. Did you hear Lisa B.T.? Oh, I didn't hear you, Janice. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, Leslie thank you. W. Leslie. Um, okay, I think I have Julie E.B., Jackie B., was it Lisa B.T.? Yes. Great. Janice P.M. and Leslie W., anybody else want to jump in? Okay. Julie E.B., you're up, followed by Jackie Sheila. B. Sheila, I got you at the end. Thank you. Hi, this is Julie E.B., gratefully recovered in Colorado Springs. Um, I'm just um, so thankful that I have a short story to tell today. You know, I really thought that um, everything in my life would be settled um, if I got down to my certain weight, if I um, was able to live free of the, the physical allergy and the mental obsession that I had around food. And I never realized um, just how much um, I was hurting the people I love. You know, when I work with people or talk to people in other addictions, they're pretty surprised, you know, how much I, um, how much damage I did. You know, my kids are young adults now, and um, the ways that I used food to blot out my consciousness, my weakness, my terrible situation. As it says on the bottom page, uh, 27 or 29, instead of seeking spiritual help, meant that um, I was constantly looking um, to other things, and I was not able to even really regulate my emotions. And uh, I'm not sure if this is true of all compulsive eaters or just me, but I know it had devastating consequences on my family. They never knew which uh, Julie they would encounter um, and on my my career for that matter. So, you know, these had some devastating effects. And today I can say that as I went through recovery, first I practiced outreach on the outreach lines and tried to practice relationships with others. And then I practiced at work, applying these spiritual demonstrations and principles. And then with my kids and finally with my husband and mother, who were the stickiest um, and most challenging for me, um, in terms of just water under the bridge. Um, and so I just I do have a story to share today that, you know, some of the folks in my life that struggled with things as an after effect of this 
none of them went to get more help when I was out of the food. They had seen me gain and lose over a thousand pounds. You know, I've maintained over a hundred pound weight loss for six years now, um, which is a miracle. And having life is a miracle and a chance to do things again. But it's when I show up emotionally sober, trustworthy, um, being a source of reassurance instead of looking to my family for reassurance, um, building a marriage with my husband again that I never thought I would when I entered this program. Um, this is a story I have to share. And people might be critical if they say, oh, you should do this. That's, that's how you open yourself up when you talk to your family. Or maybe your family should look like this. Or if you really had it together, this should be happening. My family doesn't have a magical unicorn story. There's still a lot of struggle, especially among my young adults. Um, but today, um, I have to say that um, this life works and this life moves me to a good place. And so I have that to share with all of you, the promise of, of peace and a better relationship, um, you know, uh, instead of you calling and me talking to you about this, you should do this in your life or that in your life. That's the story that I have to share. Thanks for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Julie E. B. And Jackie B., you're up, followed by Lisa B. T. Hi, I'm Jackie B. from the Bronx. Um, you know, I don't think I would have lasted these 30 years in program if I hadn't realized um, the effect going to meetings, doing the steps, continuing to do the steps um, on a day-to-day basis, um, and listening to others. I, you know, I, I don't think my marriage would still be over you know, 26 and a half years, uh, I don't think I would still have a relationship today with my daughter who's 21. Um, I don't think I would have a relationship at work or with others or anything if it wasn't for this program. Um, This program helped me find uh, other addictions that I was so busy worrying about what other people were doing that I didn't take care of what I was doing. And mind you, my husband has 30 one years in recovery on his other fellowship. But that's not the point. The point is, is just because, you know, two people are in a relationship and in recovery that we're not going to have issues. And it's this program that helps me learn. The same thing is my experience. A lot of, you know, what I get from others, like if I didn't listen to other people, I would not have realized about the addiction. If I hadn't listened about others, I wouldn't have really realized that I had to go to other fellowships for other help. If it wasn't for this program and listening to others, I would not know that it's better to do a 10-step sometimes than to get into an argument with my family members. I wouldn't know that I was present if I hadn't had this program and listened to others. It's through the experience of others that I get help. And like someone else said, if I have an experience, I tell them, go seek someone who has, you know. Um, And that's the greatest gift of this program is that I am not the great I am, you know. Um, I have a sponsee who's much older than I am. She's experiencing something in her relationship after 70 years of marriage. Guess what? 
I'm experiencing it in my life. And I experience it and I share with her. And she goes, okay, I'm learning. So you know what? We all have something to give, whatever level of your program you're at. It's the reason that we do this program. When we're willing and we're open, we hear our higher power through others as well as ourselves. Yes, I've had sponsors that tried to tell me how to deal with my marriage. Those sponsors are no longer my sponsors. But I learn. I do. Like now I'm going to have a second knee replacement, and I'm scared. But guess what? I share with fellows, and they say, listen, keep going, keep going. And guess what? I keep going. So wherever you're at, you're in the right place. Just be willing to share your experience, strength, and hope. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie B. And Lisa B.T., you're up, followed by Janice P.M. Thanks very much. Um, this is Lisa B.T. Uh, in Ontario, Canada. Um, very grateful, recovered overeater. And thank you for your service and all those on the line. Um, for me, uh, you know, I know we keep coming back to that this is a spiritual program. Um, and, and the thing for me that's really standing out in, in our reading today is, is the notion of um, God's time, um, not my time, not our time, but God's time. And, um, you know, I think especially when there's, if I'm, if I'm sharing with somebody um, sort of quote-unquote success, right, um, I, I think it can be so easy for it to be a feeling of, okay, well, well when? You know, well, how long is that going to be? Um, and I, I experienced it um, on, on the receiving end, um, hearing about somebody who had quite quick recovery um, and feeling like, and then sort of judging myself against that, that she didn't suggest to me that that would be the same timeline that I would have. I've had much more of a varied, um, I've been in program, I guess it's about 17 years now. And and my program has been very, um, I don't know how, erratic, I guess. I've never left but it's been erratic. And this person who was for sponsoring me had a very, um, uh, it seemed more straightforward. Uh, and I don't know how she is now, but I remember for me that set up this idea of, oh, well, that's what success looks like. And so I just feel that what I've learned in this is that when I am sharing with another person, always to be mindful of you know, each person's story, each family's story, um, will unfold in God's way and time. Um, and just and just emphasizing that that is ultimately, for me, why this is a spiritual program. It's, it's not a, it's a design for living. It's not a plan for success. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lisa B.T. And Janice P.M., you're up, followed by Leslie W., Yes, good morning to you, Lisa, and thank you. My name is Janice M., Janice P.M., and um, <clears throat> I am a recovered compulsive overeater. You know, I can I have so much experience. <laughs> I have, well, let's say, over 54 years of experience with this miracle. Um, so, you know, when I meet somebody or talk to somebody and they're having trouble with their husband or, you know, family, all I do 
is tell them my experience. I, I don't criticize them about what they should do. It's not about my opinions. It's about my experience. And, you know, boy, I am so happy and proud of my God who, who was the success. This program is the success for my practicing these principles in my home. And I was five years married and ready to divorce him. And I used to tell the sponsor, oh, no, I'm not going to be here. She goes, oh, no. She says, don't say that. Go through the steps and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, my whole attitude changed. It took time. It didn't happen overnight because I was ready for divorce. And it wasn't because of my husband. It was because of me. But you couldn't, I mean, I didn't know that. I thought, well, I had the physical problem and we settled that for a day or so, right? Um, But that spiritual malady that I had that was untreated took care of the whole bad attitude that I had in my family. And, uh, you know, I, I, I explained to them what, what happened to me. That's my experience, what happened. And then I got in, you know, we were, I was very controlling. I thought that they weren't doing the right thing in life. And I was supposed to change them. Little did I know I had to change me. But I didn't even know what to change because I didn't know until I practiced these principles, these steps in my home with my husband and my son. Of course, I was the power. I didn't know. You know, I had a God in my life, but I still acted like the God. Well, that doesn't work. <laughs> and then I was eating, and we, we would argue about that. And um, But let me tell you, my experience today, before he died, my hope, because I was recovered, it was not my success. It was my God's success, his his grace and his mercy that changed me. I couldn't change myself because I didn't even know. And let me tell you something, how my family turned 360 degrees. Not that we were perfect, but there was so much harmony now. There was not, it wasn't a battleground. I didn't have to run away, you know, to other things, other behaviors to, to feel happy. It, it, everything changed. And that's the hope I give a newcomer or somebody that I am sponsoring that has home issues or husband's domestic problems, because I was there. I know I can tell them. And uh, so, yeah, thank you. Um, It's the answer to solve all our problems are these steps. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice PM. And Leslie W., you're up, and I think Sheila B. follows you. Hey, this is Leslie W., a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Um, I thought that I had been successful in solving my domestic problems. I thought that, you know, um, my husband and I, my husband of 21 years and I were on the right path. We'd been through a lot, and, and I had a lot of ups and downs and some programs. Um, but I had been maintaining my abstinence for six years, and then something happened in February um, that um, I couldn't um, 
we couldn't recover from. Let me just say that. And sometimes, no matter how hard one tries, and no matter how hard one focuses on their own side of the street, um, working on their inventory and, and taking responsibility for their actions and their behavior and making amends and doing all the things that we do, sometimes at the end of the day, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not enough. Um, sometimes things happen and sometimes recovery means walking away from um, a relationship that is no longer healthy and you've done everything you can do and I guess I guess I just I'm just talking to the people out there to the women or the men out there who who have um, done their part and and you know and if and if there is if if you don't ride off into the sunset together it's it's okay um, I have faced my worst fears. I've had some of my worst fears come true, and I have faced them, and I'm still standing, and I'm still breathing, and I'm still absent, and I'm still sharing on this line. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Leslie W. And did I have Sheila B. correct? Perhaps not. I can't read my own handwriting this morning. Um, we are on page 100, sharing on the third paragraph that begins, if you have been successful in solving and ends difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. And who else would like to share? We've got lots of time. Chelsea R. from Texas. Did you say Chelsea? Kelsey with a K. Kelsey, thank you. Kelsey R. And who else? Marie R. New York. Somebody from New York. Marie R. New York. Thank you, Marie. And then somebody G? Becky G. Becky? Betsy. Betsy, thank you. Anybody else? Okay, we'll go with Kelsey R, Marie R, I think, and Betsy G. So, Kelsey, you're up, followed by Marie. Hey, good morning. This is Kelsey R from Texas. Um, I am far from successful in solving my domestic problems, but... um, We've definitely come a long way. Um, I've been in and out of recovery for 17, almost 18 years. And um, I came into the program um, before I was married and informed my husband of my addiction after we were married, bless his heart. Um, and he's he's seen the ups and downs of of my addiction and um, it's very humbling to be his qualifier um, for needing his own recovery um, from my own. And, you know, every time I um, crawl out of addiction, 
I, I get to witness the, the effects of what that means um, and how, how I get to spend my lifetime um, making amends for the effects that I've caused. And, um, you know, my last time through the steps, I, I got to make amends to him um, and I had a, a three-day relapse in between my, my last two times of working the steps. And, you know, the, the most beautiful thing about uh, making amends to, to your partner is just this feeling of like, this is, this is God's, this is God's plan of like repairing and restoring relationships and not even just with your partner, but with, with anyone, um, in your life. And, um, I get to make amends to, to my boys every day, um, you know, for my, for my lack of patience and imperfect motherhood, um, that they get to witness, but it's a way of life that they get to learn how to receive an apology without a but tied to it, right? Like, I'm sorry, but you need to listen. I'm sorry, but you need to, like, that's not, that's not an apology. Um, and so this, this program is, um, is helping me show up in, in all relationships. Um, but I, it's, it's funny how wildly attractive I become when I stay on my own side of the street. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful for this program. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Kelsey R. And Marie R., you're up, followed by Betsy G. Yes, this is Marie R. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry, I forgot to mute. I didn't know if I agreed. Uh, yes, my name is Marie R. I'm fairly new um, to the program, and um, but I'm not new to uh, recovery and 12-step programs. Um, you know, I can easily for, for, for many years go into morbid reflection about the fact that I wish I was more recovered throughout my marriage where, you know, maybe I could have made it work, you know, maybe I could have been different, you know, but that's also my dishonesty that I tried for 30 years and I was in recovery a lot of times. And it was abusive, but you know my insecurities at times and and being codependent at times wants to believe still after ten years of divorce that you know maybe if I get recovered in this program, maybe we can be a family again. you know my mind will still go there just to attach to something so I can feel safe right now I'm dealing with the food, you know, it was almost my first addiction as a kid. And I feel stripped of everything. And I have nothing to ease the pain right now. You know, and I'm faced in my life of, you know, I lost my house and my divorce and, you know, financial total mess. And, you know, I'm 56. And, you know, there's a, this whole you know, financial thing going on in my life and I don't own a home and, you know, but I have a job and I have a lot of things to be grateful for, you know, and I have a retirement, you know, but right now I'm, I'm totally in the fear, you know, and, you know, I just want to start getting on 
the meet on the on the meetings and and have a voice, you know, so I can start connecting with people and letting people know who I am and, you know, have a little piece of my story, you know. I hope this will pass. I'm told it'll pass, you know. I'm just ending with Bill's story right now. And, um, you know, I'm being abstinent. But, um, you know, I know a lot of people talk about the fear, you know, and I'm really in the fear right now, and I have nothing to soothe me with at this moment besides, you know, just getting through the day and having some hope. But thank you so much for hearing me. Thank you, everybody, for sharing. Marie R., thank you so much um, for sharing with us. And Betsy G., please go ahead. Hi, good morning. This is Betsy G., recovered in Maryland. And uh, thank everybody for being here today, and especially the newcomers. Um, so, if, you know, if the relationship was saved, remember that the other person has a lot to say about that. They get a vote, too. And some of us chose partners while we were in active addiction, and maybe we didn't choose the healthiest people. Um, but sometimes we did, you know. Um, I really had to focus on my side of the street when I was going through this with my husband. I had to focus on my side of the street, and I had to focus on acceptance. Um, I'm grateful that my marriage was saved and that I do get to share that experience. Um, but it was largely due to him, <laughs> his ability to forgive, his ability to accept, his ability to um, grow. And, um, you know, we, we all I could do was stay in my lane and focus on me and, you know, through connection to a higher power, I would, my marriage was saved and, and I'm grateful for that, but that is not everybody's story. And, 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 um, although it's difficult and traumatic, that doesn't have to be, it, it doesn't, that may be, you know, the best thing, the marriage not surviving or the relationship not surviving may not be as horrible as, uh, you know, time will tell. Anyway, thanks for letting me share. Glad to be here. Bye. Thank you, Betsy G. Um, and we have time for one or two more shares. Anyone else like to share this morning? This is Larry K. Larry. Okay. Vivian. Go ahead, Larry. We'll see what anybody okay, else. Okay, sure. KDF. Okay, I got Katie. So I'm going to have Larry and Katie. Go ahead, Larry. Thank you. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much, Larry Kay, uh, Recovered Compulsive Reader, just for today. Um, you know, I heard it said that um, <laughs> that God doesn't want my alcoholism. He, he wants me. <laughs> he wants me. And, uh, and the steps provide a way for me to want him. I want that higher power. So in the midst of whatever whatever we're facing, uh, domestic situations, now we, we are in the chapter working with others, so this presumes that we've worked the first 11 steps and we're now um, having had a spiritual awakening. As the result of the steps, we now try to carry the message to others, you know, and do we have a message to carry um, regardless, good times, bad times, um, domestic disputes that we see others having, 
perhaps that we've had, we can relate. Sure, we want to be relatable, absolutely. But um, but I'm I'm just often reminded that um, this is, as it's been said, some beautiful shares this morning. That really, what this is, at least this program for me, I'm not going to speak for OA as a whole or anyone else. But for me, this is about uh, connecting with a higher power, and when we do, life gets better. Doesn't mean that they're, you know, I'm wrapped in bubble wrap or something, that things aren't going to happen. Oh, they're going to happen. The storm's going to come. But, um, but nonetheless, what I see is that my life begins to change and recovery becomes attractive. And then I, we have a message to carry. So with that, I will pass. And thanks so much for uh, the meeting this morning. Thank you, Larry Kay. And KDF, you have two minutes. Please share with us. Good morning. This is KDF, a recovered compulsive overeater. And, you know, when I got abstinent, I thought, okay, now I'm ready for a relationship. And it was six and a half years before I met my husband. And then once I met my husband, I thought, well, I have all this recovery under me, so surely, you know, we won't have any problems. And, you know, I say that in total jest because, of course, we had problems. Of course, you have two human beings, one male, one female, or just two human beings in general. We're different, and we do things differently. And, you know, thankfully, he's never had to experience me as an active addict. But that doesn't mean that he hasn't had to experience, experience me in being restless, irritable, and discontent for, you know, any number of reasons. And, um, you know, just this week, I was very much in that place of restless, irritable, and discontent. And thank you, God, I, I did marry a man who is very um, understanding, but he does have a breaking point. I'm sure he would not have put up with it for you know, weeks and months and years of me being in that place. And I'm so grateful that I can share with um, newcomers, with old timers, with anybody that 28 years into my marriage, yes, I can still be um, that person who you know, can be uh, not in the right place spiritually, but God shows up um, and I'm able to get to the other side of that. And I don't have to blow up my life, uh, get back into the food, or ruin my relationship. Um, it, I don't have to do that today. And that's only by God's grace. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, KDF. And thank you to everyone who shared this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, August the 16th, 2023, is 20,545. That's 20545. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Chris G., will you please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you. And... uh and thank you for the meeting. Okay, so our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. 
Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.